Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we are going to talk about building social capital. So this gets a really bad connotation in general. People feel like it's a tit for tat, like I did something for you and now you owe me. But let's dive into the definition here a little bit so you can see what I am talking about. Um, the best definition here of social capital that I have seen is sadly from Wikipedia. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but Wikipedia is typically viewed, I don't know, as like a negative source of information. It's too general, but they actually had the best definition. Uh, Wikipedia, their definition is social capital is the effective functioning of social groups through interpersonal relationships, a shared sense of identity, a shared understanding, shared norms, shared values, trust, cooperation, and reciprocity. So typically when you look up definitions for this, you see like one person does a favor for somebody else and it's like a backdoor dealing of like, I did something for you, so now you owe me something, right? It's a very negative thing. So people just like push it away and they don't want to talk about it. But I think Wikipedia does a really good job here of talking about, it's more or less like the social workings of a group, right? It's the social network, and realistically, like Jordan Peterson talks about, there's hierarchies within society. This is somewhat indicating that there is a hierarchy within society, and that a lot of times that hierarchy is based on different scalings. But for social capital, it comes down to basically someone's social value, like what value they add to society, how people perceive them in society, and then typically they get advantages because they have more social capital than somebody else. So for me, I think there are three key things that you need for social capital here. Um, I'm gonna relate these more in a work setting since this channel is focused somewhat on my personal life and a lot of my personal life revolves around uh, my job, my career, quantitative finance in general. I'll try to give a few generic examples. And then at the end of this though, I'm really gonna dive in deep on actual personal relationships I have um, the value behind them and also kind of the the benefits I've reaped and gained from them, but also that mutual respect that exists between us. Um, so we'll get to that towards the end here. But the three things I think that you really need to build social capital are doing favors for other people, uh, two is having strong character, and three is having skills that are in high demand. So let's just go through these quickly. Doing people favors is a very easy way. So an example of this is um, I'm new to Dallas, Texas. I moved here. I have two cats I absolutely love, right? I'm going on vacation. I don't know who to have watched them. Um, I've had some interactions with a handful of neighbors. Uh, I ask one neighbor to watch them. They basically just bail and don't even respond. Like they said, yeah, we'll watch them. And then it was like the day before I'm leaving, I'm trying to get the key to them and they just don't respond, right? I can't get a hold of them. And then they message me and they're like upset that you know, that I message them, like they'll come when they have time. And then it turns out they were trying to adopt a dog. And so they were mad at me basically because I had somebody else watch them and I asked the other neighbor within 12 hours, right? So this is an example of negative social capital here, right? That neighbor I asked, I depended on them. I thought they would have been good people. It just turns out they're not dependable, right? They might be a great person. They might have good values in life, but dependability is not that aspect here and you leave your pets at home, right? You want someone that's going to be very dependable. Um, that being said, there's two other neighbors that I've had. I've asked them to watch them. They have done stellar. My cats like them, they're comfortable. Um, they make sure that my cats are always fed. They always have water and their boxes are cleaned. And I didn't even ask them 
to play with my cats, but they mentioned like, oh, this cat was like spunkier than the other cat. And again, they did this out of their own goodness of heart, right? But when I'm looking at this from my perspective here, what I'm seeing is social capital being built, right? So again, I'm asking for a favor. They are giving me a favor. So they're building social capital. So I really trust them, right? That social norm here, the social norms around pet sitting, for example. And then the fact that they went out of their way to watch my cat and just do like play with them and do kind of like the things that are above and beyond. That to me really shows that like they have an invested interest as well. Like they're doing me a favor on top of it. I just feel like very indebted to them for this. All right, so examples of me doing favors for other people as well. These are gonna be ones I've done for colleagues. Uh, I had a colleague that got a quote to get his brakes changed on his car. Um, I do quite a bit of mechanic work. So I told him like, I can do it for like a 10th of that price. I'll just stop by and do it. Um, this is what you need to purchase. So they purchased the brakes. I came up, gave him basically a day of my time, half day of my time, right? I had to get some few other things done. It's like an hour and a half hour drive up there. So it took a while. But I went in, I got the brakes done for him. You know, just a favor, right? I'm just building social capital here. I'm just trying to be a nice person. Again, I'm not expecting anything out of it. I'm just trying to help the people around me because I care about them. Um, I've also had colleagues who have had dents in their cars. And yes, I can pull dents for people fairly well. Um, and then I also do a lot of beekeeping. So I have honey. When I have honey, again, what am I gonna do with all these extra gallons of honey? Yes, I could try to go sell it and make money and whatnot, but it's just a hassle. Um, so a lot of times I just take colleagues honey and say, hey, here's some honey my bees made. Um, like basically, thanks for being friends, right? I care about you. Um, again, that's how it ends up happening. So remember this when I talk about stories later because I'm gonna talk about more of the work setting. But again, all these little favors that we do for each other, reminding me, like someone texts me on my phone and says, hey, Dimitri, we had a meeting. It started like two minutes ago. Are you gonna join? That's helpful for me because I forget a lot. So again, just a small favor. Um, the second one was having strong character. And I don't think you can really, I don't know. I don't think you can really develop strong character from just quick exercises. I think it takes a lot of struggle in life, a lot of dedication, perseverance to really understand building character within. Um, but a few things that you can do or try to strive for on building a strong character uh, sticking to your word. So when you tell someone you're going to do something like that neighbor, you said you're going to watch my cat and I was going to give you the key and we're trying to make an arrangement here. Stick to your word and just do it, right? I understand you have other schedules, but again, sticking to that is a crucial point. Um, second one is do what is right. So a lot of times I see there's the lazy route or there's a more convenient route that benefits you, but it screws someone else over and it's not really the right thing to do. Again, having morals here is part of having strong character. Uh, doing the right thing, everybody will notice this even when no one says anything to you. They notice that you're there for them. Uh, you're doing the right thing. You're not trying to screw people over. And again, you're not gonna get instant feedback, but doing this with a lot of different people, you start getting a reputation for someone who's honest and fair in their dealings. And then another point here is take responsibility and also talk straight. So again, I absolutely hate when I assign work to someone and they say, yeah, yeah, I can do it, no big deal. And they don't ask any questions and then they sit on it for like a week and then I come back and ask and it's like, oh, I don't know this, that, and the other. And it's like, those were the basics of the project. Why didn't you just ask me at the beginning? Uh, again, talking straight, taking responsibility, trying to step up there and be a responsible person is all playing into having a strong character. And then the third skill here we talked about was having skills that are in demand. 
So again, being a hard worker and being an expert in something is very, very valuable. So the only reason that I'm really able to build social capital in a lot of different settings is that I just have a lot of skills and I've built these and I've honed them. For example, the beekeeping example, right? I learned to beekeep, I do it, and then I bring in honey for colleagues or it's like, oh, a colleague needs his brakes changed, dent pulled from his car, right? They're just mechanical things that I know because I've built those skills. Um, when you look in a work setting though, again, when different managers or other colleagues get in trouble on a project, right? They're in over their head, they're busy, they can't get it figured out or something. Um, if you're an expert in something, it's really nice just to come in and say, hey, I've got 10 other projects going, but don't worry about it. Um, what do you need help with? You know, What are you struggling with? Why isn't your code running, for example? We do a lot of programming. Uh, and then come in and help them and just a do the favor, but you're able to do the favor because you have the expertise. So I think being expert in one or two topics is crucial. Those are the areas where you can really help in. Again, like my neighbor's watching my cats for me, that shouldn't be an expert thing, but you should just be able to do it, right? It doesn't take a lot of skill, so that's a favor with minimal training. But again, if you can come in and help people with stuff that's a specialized skill, usually those cost more, and so basically it's kind of worth a little bit more social capital just because um, they're really, really grateful, right? You went above and beyond, it's something they just couldn't do on their own. All right, so to wrap this up here on a larger scale picture before we get into the details here, um, building those one-on-one -on -one personal relationships is good, right? You can have good relationships with one or two people, but building social capital is doing this on a bigger kind of network scale here, right? So you can build all these personal relationships to help build social capital. People will witness these, uh, people will talk among themselves. So again, your social capital can grow and get strengthened. When different people are like, hey, you know, that guy, Dimitri, uh, he did X, Y, and Z for me. He's really helpful. You know, I love having him on my team. And somebody else is like, oh yeah, he, you know, he helped me out with this other thing. And it builds and kind of layers on itself. So again, building it is a positive effect in general. If you are a terrible person, you're out screwing people over and not doing favors for people, and you're kind of out for yourself, uh, the opposite effect can happen where you can do all these negative actions. And again, the sum of the negative actions that you do, right? Your social capital negative will be even more negative. When you do positive actions, you build positive relationships, a lot of times that could be more positive. So again, you have to work on it on an individual level and then it kind of builds up to more of a macro social capital, I guess, number or value or kind of who you are inside of your society. Okay, so now we're gonna dive in here to a few examples. I'm not gonna use real names here, but these are real people that I work with. These are real people in my life. These are real relationships. So they're far more complex than I'm gonna make them seem here but we're gonna talk about some of the kind of points here. So I have a guy that I've worked with for some time. I do work with him. Um, so just in general, just to start off with here, we have projects, he's the manager, he lays everything out. And it's my responsibility just to do work, okay? It's that simple. Um, me just doing a really good job, being efficient at it, and just getting things done, right, is basically what I'm required to do but the fact that I do it efficiently and I have good quality results um, builds social capital, right? He feels like he can depend on me. There's some trust that's built between us. When he comes back and criticizes it or says it's done wrong, right? We'll sit and chat about it and try to figure out, okay, like whatever, like this is where it's wrong. But the thing is, is like, I'm not gonna lash out because I know he's not criticizing me just to criticize me. He's actually trying to get some result and we can kind of discuss this and figure this out. So building that trust just in a daily working relationship is a very important piece here uh, in social capital. Um, and then building that personal relationship uh, is definitely part of just 
social capital in general, right? Being a nice person, being honest, being fair, being straightforward, right? Having that strong character. Um, we eat lunch together, right? I ask about his, you know, his wife, his kids, what is he doing, his hobbies, things like that. And then he asks me about, you know, my wife, my kids, my hobbies, all that type of things. And so it's like, we have this relationship that slowly builds and you just show that you have a genuine interest and care in that person. Again, that just helps build a little bit more trust um, and some social capital. I've had colleagues that have asked questions about things and you can tell it's superficial. You give them like a sentence or two and they're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay, anyways, and then they dive into something else, meaning they don't really care. They're just faking the relationship. Again, this actually would build negative social capital because you don't really care and I can tell it. Um, so that's just another example here. And then the other relationship part of this here is that whenever he needs help with things and I'm not assigned on it, he knows he can always ask me, but he also knows a lot of times if I see somebody on the team is kind of struggling or I see he needs something, I'm willing just to jump in and get it done. Um, I take on new projects. Again, that expertise part here, I typically will pick up new projects where I don't know a lot about. One of my skills is statistics and quantitative modeling, and I can read new material and pick it up very, very fast, which makes me an expert in many areas quickly. Um, I've just done this over time here, but the relationship itself has resulted in you know a lot of trust between us, results, management. Um, and I should also note when I do projects, he always gives me credit on the project. You know, he'll say, "Oh, thank you, Dimitri, for doing you know this analysis." When he goes through it, and he thanks everybody that's on the project. It goes a long ways to show that you really care as a manager on the work that your employees do. So again, I've done a lot for him because I am the employee and he's the manager and we've worked a lot together. But there was a promotion that came up and an open position on the team. Um, so our boss's boss, so not him, but the person above him, so our main boss here, there was an open position and he went out of his way. I didn't ask, I didn't talk to him, I didn't say anything. Uh, he just came to me one day and said, hey, Dimitri, there was that open position that's going to be the same title as me. Um, I talked to our boss and I told her, you know, that I really think that you deserve it. Um, you know, you're really hardworking. You get it, everything done. You become more or less an expert in many of these different fields and areas. And you can pick up the material quickly. You've been very responsible and I think you'd be a great manager. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that I basically kind of like told her that, I wanted that to happen. Like, I, I think you should be the one to fill it, right? For me, that's a huge, huge thank you there. Like, I'm very, very appreciative. And this is kind of the result of that social capital, right? We've built the relationship. And then I have this, like, he goes out of his way. And that means a lot to me. It means a lot to our boss as well. Like, I'm being endorsed by another colleague. Um, again, I would be the same level as him. So, and it actually did end up happening. But that promotion made me the same level as him as a manager. But again, the fact that he wasn't like threatened or offended or like upset or anything, like he actually wanted to go out of his way and be helpful. And he thought that I'd be a good fit given all these different, you know, layerings I've done, the quality of work I've done, right? All that social capital building in general, as well as seeing all the skills necessary for that job, right? He's not just saying, oh, Dimitri should get the job because we're friends. It's saying, you know, Dimitri has, you know, this resume of all this work he's done. He works well with other people, right? He has all the skills to set this manager role correctly, right? He's all ready to go. Um, so for me, that was a huge bonus, right? I couldn't have asked him for it. And like, I don't know, it just meant a lot to me. That really pushed me forward in my career. Um, so I am very indebted to him again on that social capital aspect. And I revere him quite well just because he's honest and fair and really tries to do what's right. All right. So now the next person here we were working with on a project, 
Um, they were a model user, meaning they needed a model for something, a development team built the model for them, and then my team validated it. Um, it's as simple as that, right? Just people working together, not a big deal. Um, I started building social capital with him though from the very beginning in just a very sincere way. I'm not trying to like build social capital. I'm not trying to get anything from anyone. But there's really like, if you look at it from the outset, there's nothing like, there's nothing to gain from each other, right? We're just people that are distantly connected between multiple teams away from each other on these projects. Uh, but he mentioned in one of our meetings, he had a family event going on. He just mentioned it. He talked about it. I asked him a few questions. And then we just dove into the meeting. Other people showed up and it was like, whatever, we're just shooting the breeze. And then I think it was a few weeks went by and we had another meeting and we finished up the meeting and we were walking out together and everyone kind of separated ways. And so I asked him about the family event, like, you know, this was going on, you know, how did it go? Did it end well? Like, what's like, how are you doing? How are you feeling about this? And then he started telling me, oh, I'm super excited. It turned out great. You know, I couldn't have been, you know, happier for this. And he's just telling me about his life event here. And so he's like, hey, you know, thanks for asking. Like, nobody's even asked about it. And I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but anyways, thank you. And so that's more or less, I feel, where the relationship started between us in the sense that I'm trying to show an interest in them because I genuinely care about people and their life and their problems. Um, and then the fact that I followed up with him and I remembered it was a big deal for him. That was like a big social capital building moment. Um, but that wasn't just where it started. That's, you know, that's, that's just the very, very beginning of this. Then it starts layering on here. So we start working through these projects and it turns out the team that built the models for him um, didn't do what he asked him to do. So he laid out guidelines at the beginning, they didn't do it. Uh, they're difficult to work with and so it's just a big struggle. Um, so validation here, right? We're kind of like the police of the project seeing if it was done correctly. I talked to him and he said, you know, this doesn't make sense. And he's going through all the explanations of it. And then he goes, Dimitri, I really appreciate the fact that you're learning the material inside and out. Like you already know all this stuff. I've explained it to you once, you know it, we're done. Um, a lot of other people on these projects in general kind of understand it, but they don't really remember it. It's not important to them. Again, if you're gonna be an expert in your job, your career, so that's step number three here, being an expert, honing your skills. Um, I just made the project easier for him because I knew everything and I could work well with him. Um, that being said though, I went back and I forced the development team to do the model development and to redo it the way he asked them to do it. Um, again, he's already asked them multiple times. They haven't been compliant. They give him excuses and he doesn't really know the technical aspect. So maybe it can be done, maybe it can't be done. But again, I went in and told them, no, you are going to do this the correct way. You're going to fix it. This is exactly how the problem works. These are the requirements of the model that was supposed to be built and you didn't do it. And then they fought with me and argued with me and we had him in the meetings and he explained to them it has to be done that way and validation is gonna ding you on it essentially and force you to do it, get it done. Um, so after the whole project ended, development rebuilt it and made it correctly. So he said, hey, you know, I really appreciate it. Why don't I take you out to lunch? So Awesome. So I figured we're just gonna go to lunch. He pays for my lunch. Again, now he's building more social capital on his end. Um, now we typically try to go out to lunch, you know, every, I don't know, a couple months. Uh, we go out and we always just swap who's paying. So he took me out the first time, I took him out the second time. Um, and then again, more life events have occurred for both of us. And so it's been like, you know, congratulations on this. And so we go out to lunch, we talk about it. Um, but again here, right, we're both benefiting from this relationship here. Um, I've had really just well, well, I guess received uh, feedback from him and his team. And we just kind of built a bond and I've worked with another guy on his team as well. And we've kind of built a different relationship 
But again, having all these connections in, for example, on a bank now, the company I work for, um, it makes it easier to see things that are going on inside the bank, right? I see things from my perspective, and then I'm like, something's going on, it seems messed up what's going on, no one's telling you, right? I can go and ask them and say, hey, you know, asking for that favor, using that social capital, you know, what's going on with this project and that project? And they'll tell me, oh, this is, this is what's really going on behind the scenes. And then they'll have an idea, they'll hear some rumors about what's happening on our end or some other issues. And we just kind of trade uh, information. And again, on the work side too, it makes working together in the future very easy. We already have a relationship built. I know where they stand. They know where I stand. We both trust each other. So having that trust is crucial um, for doing model validation and model development and model usages because we all know that we're trying to work towards the same goal. No one's trying to screw the other person over. And yes, you'll be surprised. People do screw you over because they're just petty. Um, so and again, working with these petty people, uh, they're just getting negative social capital with me. They put themselves in bad positions. I will not trust them. I try not to work with them because I know they're bad people. Um, and again, <laughs> just put a little uh, caveat on here. Uh, when senior management comes to me and asks me, like, Dimitri, what do you think of these people? And they might not even be on my team. I'm going to give them the straight, honest answer. And when you've built so much negative capital and I list out all the ways you've screwed people over and how you don't do your job correctly and how you fight the truth and you don't want to do uh, what's required of you because essentially you're lazy or uneducated or you have other issues. Um, a lot of these are behavioral issues, emotional issues, right? Uh, it doesn't look good for you and it doesn't help your career, right? Now, looking at this from a bigger, higher pr perspective on pulling these favors in, um, I worked at another bank. So it's another example here. Uh, I just worked well and built all these relationships similar to these two with all these different people I worked with. And then later down the road, I needed a favor. Uh, I just needed them to interview someone, wasn't asking for a hire or anything. I said, hey, just take a look at the resume. If it's a great fit, uh, hire them. If not, like no hard feelings, don't worry about it. So they went out, they interviewed them, interview went well, and they hired them. And they were thankful for me for bringing in good talent. I was super thankful for them for hiring them and interviewing them. But again, my endorsement of that person saying, hey, they can do the job, they're honest, they're fair, they're trustworthy, they'll get it done, uh, went a long way and that's what got them the interview. Now again, if I hadn't had built all those relationships with all the different departments and all the people, so in that example, right, the social environment being that bank, uh, I had so much social capital within people, I can pull favors occasionally, right? I have so much social capital and this happens. Um, again, though, everybody knows industry-wide for the most part that I work with, the people that actually <laughs> like me, um, they know that I do things the right way. I try to do it the right way. I try not to screw people over. Um, I might be super difficult to work with because I want it done exactly the way it's supposed to be done. And I want it done very academically and very professionally. And a lot of times there end up being conflicts between motives of getting it done correctly and making money. So that ends up in a big tassel and I don't know, big, I don't know, huge headache in general. But for the most part, right, building that social capital, having that social capital for me has gotten me job offers behind the doors. Like people say, hey, if anything happens, don't worry about it. I'll hire you for this role. I've got some open spots in general. So again, if they have an open spot, they'll give it to me. If not, don't worry about it, right? They can't really do anything. No hard feelings. Um, I've gotten other people jobs, as I mentioned. Uh, I've got promotions for this. But again, it's not trying to use people. It's actually trying to build these solid emotional relationships where there's trust involved. And just like that, that Wikipedia definition here, right? It's interpersonal relationships. It's a shared sense of identity. We all identify that we're on the same team. We're working together. Um, a shared understanding. So again, in the example of building that model to the specifications, they had a 
specification they wanted. I understood what they needed and we made it happen. Um, again, sharing norms, sharing values, trust, cooperation, and reciprocity. Um, again, we're all just working together, trying to make everything better here. No one's trying to screw anyone over. No one says like, I did X for you, so you do this for me. That's just corruption in general. But anyways, thanks for listening. And as always, until next time.